Sustainable sobriety is here. You can create predictable and consistent results in your alcohol-free journey without abstaining from alcohol the entire time. I always say that taking your last sip of alcohol isn't necessarily always the first step for success. You want to eliminate your desire for alcohol, not just simply not drink. Keep the needle moving forward in your journey, in your transformation, no matter if you do drink or you don't drink. The trap of stopping and starting in moderation is really what always keeps you stuck, but you can embrace an opportunity to move forward without the burden of counting days, and it is all available to you in the Sustainable Sobriety course on my website. Follow the link. I will see you there and I will walk you through step by step. This is the most affordable and efficient way to get from where you are to where you want to go, where the desire to drink truly is a thing of the past. I will see you there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back, my beautiful listeners. It's Mary Wagstaff. I am so excited you're here. I am going to assume that you're here because you are growing into the awareness of becoming more of you, developing more of a relationship with yourself as you grow into you, knowing what you want, knowing what's possible And not even what's possible to change what is, but from a place of acceptance that as you are in this moment is exactly how you need to be because you can't be anyone else more perfect. You can't be anyone else better than you. And my intention more and more with this show is not only to give tools and concepts to help with understanding your relationship with alcohol, but to dive a little bit deeper into understanding the relationship with yourself. Because alcohol really is, as far as I'm concerned, a blessing and a catalyst for the sacred journey of the South. I'm actually recording this on Mother's Day 2021. I just wanted to say happy Mother's Day to all of us because the essence of the ma lives in all of us, man and woman. And it is that deep essence of the 
the internal mother that this episode really is about, about reparenting ourselves, self-validating in this way of that fierceness and that softness of the essence of Ma, she who gives life, she who provides, she who is unflinching in her love, unconditional in her love. And, you know, when we look to our human mother, we have to know they are human as well as the essence of the great mother as well. And so they have had to also navigate the waters of, of figuring it out, right. Of self-awareness and not always having the tools to be an ideal, idyllic mother. Right. And so my understanding as being a mother, and I do believe that inside of the woman is the essence of every archetype from the day we're born until the day that we die of the maiden, the mother, the wise woman, and the temptress. There are, we, there are layers of who we are. And that is why getting to know our emotional self is the power, the privilege, and the pleasure of being a woman. And it really hasn't been until now in humanity that I think we've actually been ready for it. And I, and I kind of believe that that's why the essence of the feminine, the, um, the feminine principle of our world, our modern day world, especially in the West, um, has really been hidden and, overshadowed and overridden because we can't, couldn't experience and even, um, really take advantage of the power of the feminine principle, even though it is everything that we are. So the ma is the matter, the matter, the movement of everything that exists in life form. And then the masculine principle is the unified field of consciousness, the unflinching presence of awareness. Now we may look at the masculine principle in our world as the power over model, but that's just called fear. So the there is a, you know, a masculine fatherly archetype, and you'll hear it you know, sometimes called God or Father Sky, and then Mother Earth, the as above, so below. And then we are the within. We become the portal for the unified field of consciousness, the, the masculine principle of unflinching awareness, and the below, the movement, the life, the humanity that is the expression of the creativity and it moves through us. So to deny any one of those states is to do a disservice to our, pur- our purpose here. 
as human, as divine. And alcohol, of course, even from a place of being just neutral, not good or bad, but it takes away the potential for the fullness of that experience. And so today, talking about becoming yourself is the essence of reclaiming the inner mother, the inner teacher, the inner guru, the teacher within. And I'm sure if you've been listening, you've heard me talk about this because as we adults, (laughs) we can no longer blame the human experience of that which the mother, the father that raised us or whoever it was had, right? They know not what they do. Sin that we've kind of been wrapped up in, in this, um, you know, world that is really dominated by this idea of like good versus evil is really just not knowing. It's, it's a, it's an uneducation because if you know, and you really know how to do something better, the human experience wants that. We want to do better. We want to be the best versions of ourselves. No one wants to be hopeless. And I've said this before, that it's not a a consent to the ill-preparedness or ill-executed actions of another but it is an acceptance because if you spend your whole life waiting for someone to apologize, waiting for someone else to validate you, you will be waiting your entire life. So the relationship you cultivate with yourself is the most important relationship that you have on this planet. Now you may think that your relationship with your children or your partner is something that you give of yourself for, but the more whole and capable you feel on the inside, the easier it's going to be to stay detached from the actions of the other, from having expectations of how your children should act or how your partner should act or how your parents should act because you've got your own back, because you can catch your own heart. So one of the things I learned very quickly when I became a mother, and because I'm always diving into the the field of, you know, self-inquiry was how little that experience really was about me, how Emmett's life and his expression of self had nothing to do with me, that he was born a sovereign being, free and whole and holy unto himself. And the quicker I could get out of the way of that and simply be the portal for which he entered this life and a guide to make sure that he could get on to becoming more of himself to help nurture and nourish that, the happier first of 
fall I would be and the happier he would be. Now, does parenting get frustrating when kids want to do things that (laughs) aren't safe? Yes, but it doesn't mean anything about me and it doesn't mean anything about the way in which Emmett does or doesn't care for me, right? And trust me, it still comes up for me all of the time. Why aren't you listening? (laughs) And the answer is because I am a sovereign being, right? And so the more that we know that, then we can understand that we don't always know what's best for our children. We don't know how things are going to unfold. So when you can expand and be honest and open and communicate and be willing to be vulnerable and be wrong and have your own back for happiness, the less likely you will live in a place of attachment once that person is on to do what they will do. You won't be a voyeur trying to um, live vicariously through the actions of the other, you know, and it's okay to have pride and be proud of, of the accomplishments of your children. But if that is how you determine your worth, then you are leaving it up to the actions of another person to determine that for you, even as a parent. And the same as a daughter. And the same as a lover. So as I have really tuned into that experience of being a mother, I've also had to tune into that experience of being a daughter and understanding the opportunity that I had of taking what was given, the portal that my mother was to bring me here, and the blessings that she bestowed upon me, and then let the the rest of it be the exploration of myself, right? Take the opportunity of that which I didn't receive, maybe, to find my own way, to find my own path, the places where I wasn't validated or where I have walls because of trust or not lack of understanding and decide how can I find that within me? Because for a long time, there were a lot of walls and there, and and even until recently, um, I had a lot of triggers when it came to, to my own mother and ways in which I thought I was because of her, you know, because of things that she wasn't able to do for me or ways that she wasn't in the world. But I realized how much of my power I was giving away and that these expectations are completely unwarranted. How do I not, how, you know, how, how do I know that this isn't the exact way that she needs to be the exact best version for her? Right? As far as I'm concerned, the mother is the portal. <laughs> and yes, of course, there is a responsibility to, for basic needs to be met and love 
being one of those. But once we adult, it's now our responsibility because there's no going backwards. So one of the things that I know that I talk about a lot when you get alcohol out of this way is this opportunity to kind of go next level, right? Beyond the story of alcohol, there is so much waiting for you because the relationship with alcohol is limiting. And I believe that a hundred percent with what is possible for you because there is, it creates blocks. It's not in, in the, in the physical, the mental and the emotional and spiritual. You, if you are not a clear vessel, you are limited. And that could be from a lot of other things, right? And you don't have the capacity in the mind to really explore deeper um, concepts of thinking and to even feel, right? You have to be able to feel emotion, to feel the sensations, the difference between overwhelm and peace, And alcohol is a dissociative. And so it takes us away from the relationship with the physical body. So there's this kind of next level ascension, if you will, which is, you know, what we're all striving for, which is why everyone's all stressed out, part of that. But that is in the material plane, right? That's the achievement of the things outside of us. But the, the ascension, the going higher is really the descent inward, is really flipping the lens and the attention from the goals in the outer world to what does this mean about me? And the first step in that is to love what is as you are. Because without loving what is as you are, this place of acceptance, you will always be striving and reaching for the next thing to make you happy And then you will get to the next level and there will be another challenge. But what would make it inevitable in your life to know that no matter what, no matter what circumstances that you face in the outer world, that you have always got your own back. The unflinching faith in yourself. And that is self-validation and self-compassion. And that is my ultimate goal in life. And it was something that I didn't have full access to while I was drinking. And this is one of the things that I uncover with my clients. Always moving away from emotion, that the emotion is the problem and never taking an opportunity to be with the self. So you have to follow the thread of your higher self to get there. That part of you that you keep ignoring, that little voice whose heart is broken, right? Because she just can't get through. I have this visceral feeling of being little and not little, little, but like 
I experienced some depression as we do as adolescents and just being so upset and in tears and like clenching and crying because the words that I was expressing, I couldn't get out. I couldn't articulate enough for someone to understand the sentiment. And it was such a hard, awful feeling. And I know I've experienced that as an adult with my partner, like beating my head against the wall, like, no, you're not getting what I'm saying. And the truth is, is that no one needs to get what you're saying but you. Because when we have that groundedness in the trust in ourselves to understand, and it's not about righteousness, it's a feeling of, of knowing ourself. So how do we work towards becoming ourself? The first part is accepting where we are, who we are. One of the objections that a lot of people have, I know, especially when they're younger about alcohol is it helps me be more of myself. It helps me be less shy. But if you're using something outside of yourself to be less shy, it doesn't mean that you actually are less shy. It means you're you're lowering your inhibitions and you're never actually building that resiliency to practice what it's like to go out to be, you know, in a social setting and to, um, to move through a little discomfort of being curious about the other person and listening and all of these kinds of things Or you know, I can be more honest or more loving or more of something else that I'm not naturally. So you have to see what that state is naturally that you think you are using alcohol for, right? And you have to know what the exact words are that you're saying to yourself. Because if that is bad or you're shaming that, then the vibration or the emotion that's going to go along with those words are not going to generate an action that's going to inspire you to go out into the world, to give it a shot, to, to, to be curious and a little bit daring, right? So even when it comes to changing your relationship with alcohol, when you're constantly saying, I have a problem with drinking or, you know, even I am an alcoholic or whatever it is versus alcohol is getting in the way of the mother I want to be, or it's not, it's no longer in alignment with my goals. Um, or I'm changing, I'm, I'm exploring my relationship to alcohol. You can see how the words themselves, I have a problem with drinking might make you feel shameful, regret, embarrassed versus alcohol is really getting in the way of the mother I want to be. To me, that creates more of a feeling of self-affirmation, confidence, you know, more self-trust and knowing. So we have to examine the specific language and the reasons about yourself 
that you are drinking. And that that might be, I'm too emotional or I'm too scared to feel a feeling or I'm overwhelmed. You have to look at the ways in which you seek validation from the outer world. And if you're not willing to give yourself that same validation, why would anyone else be? (laughs) We all have our own human mind and everyone else is in the same boat. So when you leave it up to the world to validate you, And I understand representation in the world. And so I'm not undermining that. I'm talking about kind of more in a sphere of, you know, our jobs or our families, even the larger society, right? And yeah, because they fall short. There is a lot of shortcomings in this world of ways in which people are underrepresented and, 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 and not validated. And I'm not condoning any of that or consenting to any of that. This is about finding empowerment where you have it already. And that is inside of yourself in the way in which you talk to yourself and the way in which you have your back. And this can be more challenging for certain people depending on the way that we were brought up. So yes, trauma and adversity can have a huge impact on the way that this transformation can work in the world. And I 100% believe that. But the first step is that awareness to know I am seeking validation from the outer world And if I wait for someone else to give it to me, I may never have it. So you can find examples of people in your world that you admire, qualities that you want to be like. None of us have any more potential with a mind and a body and a heart to do more than the next person. Do some people get a head start of the race? Absolutely. But if you, have a, if you are of sound body, sound mind, and you can feel emotions, we all have the potential to experience self-validation and become more of ourself. We have to be the one you've been waiting for. You have to be that for yourself. So look at all of the ways in which you are shaming, blaming, saying, I'm not enough. Find one piece of evidence out in the world, someone that you really admire, the quality that they have, and start to embody that essence. This isn't about becoming someone else. This is about generating that essence inside of you. I like to think about that and be in that mindset of how would 
she say this? How would she respond to this? And then say it to yourself. Also look at all of those ways that you're wanting to be validated in the outer world and write all of those down. I wish that my employer would tell me what a great job I'm doing and what an asset to this team that I am and how they couldn't do it without me in this way or how beautiful I look today from my partner. What a loving mother I am, right? Write all of these things down and then put it in the first person to yourself and say it to yourself and see how that makes you feel. It might feel a little awkward at first, but we talk to ourselves habitually, unconsciously, in the negative, all day, every day, on repeat. How could you do that? This is your fault. You said you weren't going to do that. How could you do that again? You need to be more of this. You're not enough. Those words are creating compounding emotion. So it's not enough, right, that there's this habit that you formed with alcohol, but now there's this compounding judgment because of it. So now you get to be the divine mother, right? You get to, I like to think of um, the, the rocking, the rocking of the mother, the back and forth, that, that self-soothing. So when you start to get restless and you're feeling agitated, you have to create a safe container to feel emotion. So much of the self-soothing we do in the world through alcohol, through food, through sex, through seeking validation is the container we need to create for ourselves. And that is one of the things that one-on-one coaching can offer is a safe container to explore deeper emotion, to explore the things that we ha- that have been hiding in the subconscious for so long. And so we get to practice it in real time so that when you go to do it for yourself, you have been experiencing that You've had that opportunity and it doesn't feel as awkward, right? Because writing love letters to yourself is not something that we practice. And, you know, I remember like self-esteem was a big topic when I was in middle school. I remember about having, you know, a strong sense of self or self-concept, but I don't really remember like any specific ways or tools or understanding, you know, why that was necessarily important, but it is because if we don't affirm ourselves, it limits us. And we're always feeling like we're behind if we're not achieving this certain status, right? Or we're always in this fear and lack mode rather than caring and abundance 
because it all is generated from within. So step number one to becoming yourself is explore all of the ways in which you are not accepting who you are in this moment. Step number two, write down all of the ways and the thoughts in which you would like to be validated from the outer world where you think no one cares, no one recognizes you, no one pays attention to you and write them in the first person to yourself. Step number three is to create a safe sanctuary for yourself to explore emotion. So this could be the inner landscape. And this is something that Jung, Carl Jung called active imagination, where we can actually create an inner sanctuary that the... It doesn't have to be a perfect environment, you know, in a yoga studio, in the middle of the woods, on top of a mountain, at a secluded beach. We can find that same feeling inside because the brain interprets imagination in the same way it does as though you're actually experiencing it. So the vibrations of imagining something, seeing it inside of your mind the body responds in the same way. So you can create an inner sanctuary for yourself or create a safe sanctuary in the space in which you live in. You know, just make it comfortable, carve out the time and decide this matters and this is important. And then you are going to experience feeling all of the emotions that are coming up when you are seeking outside validation in what you're making it mean about you. So you can write down all of the words and all of the ways in which you have been having a negative self-concept, the ways you're talking to yourself, the ways that you're talking about your relationship with alcohol. Maybe it is a illness that you've been dealing with, a way that you are having a lot of shame or regret from the past. Write all of these things down and then flip the script to validating in all of the ways that you are looking and seeking for the other to do it for you. I am here for you in this. Here are some thoughts. I have your back. I will catch your heart. Alcohol doesn't make me more of who I am. It masks my vulnerabilities. My vulnerabilities are gateways into 
deeper expressions of myself. I love you. You're doing your best. So like I've said before, the tools have got to be implemented. Practice is the message to our higher self that this moment matters, that we have an intention. And then when it comes time to surrender, to actually feel an emotion in real time, our heart knows the way because we've been practicing. And the gift of creating sacred time for yourself, of becoming yourself, will be revealed to you in that moment because you will have been building the inner landscape for that foundation of strength and resiliency and softness and fierce love. I hope that this episode helped. I want you to really think about the language that you're using when it comes to the way in which you talk to yourself. Words are spells and they matter. They manifest our life, but it has to start with you. It has to start within. Have a wonderful week and happy Mother's Day. Hey, if you are loving this podcast, you are definitely ready for the next step. I would love to invite you to learn my three shifts process to interrupt any craving and get you started on your journey to finding freedom from alcohol. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to schedule a private call with me. You will leave the call with the tools for success and feeling confident and excited about entering into your new phase of life. And it's completely free to you. I look forward to connecting.